G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. God is a God who speaks to us. It's something He's been doing for centuries, millennia in fact. And sometimes, sometimes He speaks to us in ways that we just don't expect, right out of the blue. The question is, I listen. Diamond, and thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're diving into a message called Expecting the Unexpected, because when it comes to God speaking into your life, you'd better be expecting the unexpected. So let's do that. Let's get into God's Word, and please stay tuned, because in a few minutes I'll be telling you about a free special edition book, also called How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? I'd love to send you a free copy to help you hear the voice of God, God speaking into your life for yourself. It's just fantastic to be with you again this week. And yes, we're continuing this week with our look at how it is that God speaks to us today, here and now in the 21st century. This series is called How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? And today's message is about expecting the unexpected. It's interesting, way back in the Old Testament, God spoke to his people through the prophets, people like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and all those Old Testament prophets, men whom God had called to speak his message to his people. Then in the New Testament, he speaks to us first and foremost through his one and only son, Jesus Christ, and the apostles and the other writers of the New Testament books. And he's still using those through his word, the Bible, to speak to us today. By his spirit, he speaks today. But interesting, the New Testament in particular tells us how his spirit speaks today. Sometimes it's easy to ignore that. It's easy to get all dull and boring about the way that God communicates with us. But God is a stunningly creative communicator. There's absolutely nothing dull and boring about how he communicates. And one of the ways he does that is through the power of the prophetic. So today what we're going to do is take a look at that. Now, in embarking on this today, I acknowledge that there are those amongst God's people who simply believe that there are no more prophets today, that this is something that belongs to the past and not the present. What's a prophet? Well, simply, someone who speaks on behalf of God, someone who speaks God's will into the lives of God's people. And yet other traditions and denominations really emphasize the prophetic dimension of God's communication, and sadly some do so to the point of abusing the prophetic. What do I mean by that? Well, I don't carry any particular baggage of denominational tradition around when it comes to these things. My heart is simply to open God's Word, the Bible, and to figure out what God says and to go with that. So that's precisely what we're going to do today. Let's take a look. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth. It's after Jesus has died, risen again, and ascended to heaven. This is the fledgling New Testament church that he's writing to. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 4. 
Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues." All these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Now here Paul is talking about supernatural gifts that are given to the family of God, and not just a special super-spiritual Christian leader-type people. Have a listen again to verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. In other words, to each person, to each believer, is given one or more of these supernatural gifts. Now, I've heard people say, well, well, that was for back then, it's not for now. Hmm. This passage, 1 Corinthians 12, rolls straight on into 1 Corinthians 13, the next chapter, that famous passage about love, which kind of says, you know, you can have all the spiritual gifts under the sun, but unless you use them in love... They're useless, and it goes on to explain what love is. These same people love to quote 1 Corinthians 13, but somehow, maybe it's because in our Western mindset, maybe we're uncomfortable with the idea of these supernatural gifts. We can't explain them rationally. Some people want to deny that this bit of the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, actually exists, and yet they go on and rely on the next chapter. I'm not quite sure why that is. But I find nothing, let me say this, nothing in the New Testament that tells me that this thing on spiritual gifts, supernatural gifts, was meant for them back then and not for us here and now. Nothing. And the gifts? Words of wisdom and of knowledge, extraordinary faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment of the spirits, speaking in different tongues, interpreting different tongues. One of the arguments against words of wisdom and knowledge and prophecy is that these so-called modern-day prophets can, can set themselves up above the Word of God. They can say things that don't agree with the Scriptures, God's Word. So what are we going to do with that? Well, I have to tell you, like anything else good that God gives us, you can take it and you can abuse it. Absolutely. I've seen it happen in this area, where people go for emotionalism and manipulation, where they claim to be speaking for God, but in fact they're not at all. But just because something good from God can be abused doesn't mean that it's not a good thing from God. There are several times in my life where someone has given me a specific prophecy just for me, and all of those barring one exception which simply didn't ring true as being from God to me or other people who were there at the time, but the rest of those had a huge impact on my life. I look back on them now, and most of them were key turning points in my walk with God, and, you know, these weren't proud people coming up with, with thus saith the Lord type of proclamations. One of the most powerful was from a man called Dennis Adams. He worked at the time for a Christian radio network called HCJB. It was at a conference. I'd just become involved full-time here at Christianity Works. My predecessor had taken all of our radio programs off the air. There were almost no financial supporters. The ministry was almost dead. And I simply didn't know what to do. 
I met Dennis for the first time at a Christian media conference. He looked at my name tag. We didn't know each other, but he'd heard some of the short radio messages I'd previously put together. And almost immediately, tears welled up in his eyes. And with such passion and such conviction, he said to me, you have to start doing those radio programs again. You just have to. That day, Dennis's words pierced my heart. And because of that, we spent the last few thousand dollars the ministry had on producing the first series of these radio programs that at the time we had no idea how we were going to get onto a radio station anywhere. Well, that was almost six years ago now, and today these programs are heard by millions of people each week around the world. See, I know that those words that Dennis spoke to me that day were God's words. They were a prophecy, and without them, I wouldn't be here today. Should we discern prophecies? Absolutely. Should we think them through and pray them through? Absolutely. Should we reject any that don't ring true? Absolutely. But friend, God's word says that he has appointed prophets amongst his people. God's word says that he is still speaking to us through prophets and their prophecies today. Why, oh why, would we want to deny that? Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. God loves you more than words can ever possibly say. That's why he yearns to speak his love, his wisdom, his power directly into your life. And yet so many people are uncertain. So many people struggle to hear his voice. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of a special edition book called How Can I Hear God? speak to me. It's full of life-changing, practical Bible teaching to help you hear God's voice for yourself. To request your free copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415, and we'll send this special edition book straight out to you in the post. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Now, receiving a prophetic word, well, that's a powerful thing. But then sometimes God speaks to us out of the blue. Ever heard that little voice out of the blue unexpectedly, this, this strong impression or this strong guidance just leaps out at you? Sometimes it's just about something small. Other times it's huge. Many, many people have experienced that. The question is, is it from God? Is that God speaking to you or not? Have you ever heard kind of a voice out of the blue and wondered now, where did that come from? We're chatting this week again on the program about hearing from God. How does God speak these days and how can we hear him? That's what we're exploring. Because God is still speaking and he means for us to hear him. Now, one of the ways I notice he talks to people throughout the Bible is, well, it's like a voice out of the blue. Had coffee with a dear friend of mine, James, just yesterday. He was telling me about how the day before he'd been racing out for a meeting and he had this distinct impression on the way out the door a strong impression that he should go back into his study and grab his diary. Of course, he ignored it. And on the way, something happened and he needed to contact the person he was supposed to be having this meeting with to adjust the arrangements. The problem was he didn't have the man's phone number on him. You guessed it. 
the phone number was back in the diary, sitting on the desk in his study. Now, sometimes God has big things to say to us, and sometimes he has just little things to say. And in my experience, if we love him, if we're in the business of drawing close to him, sometimes in the thick of things while we're on the run, he speaks to us out of the blue. Some people are uncomfortable with that. There's a school of thought that God only ever communicates to us through his word, the Bible. Well, I agree. The Bible is the primary way that he communicates with us. And if anyone claims any other form of communication, prophecy, a word of knowledge, something from God out of the blue, if anyone claims to have any communication from God like that, but it's inconsistent with what the Bible says, well, then, my friend, it is not from God. God never contradicts himself, so I agree on that front. But the number of times he speaks to people in the Bible and they answer him, Here I am, Lord. Let's have a look at one of those today. Moses, this burnt-out old wreck of a man. He's 80 years old. He'd murdered an Egyptian as a young man. And so even though he grew up in Pharaoh's house, he fled out to the back of the desert and he'd been tending sheep for 40 or 50 years. But all of a sudden, when God's ready to speak with Moses, well, God speaks out of the blue, or at least out of a bush. Let's have a look in Exodus chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why this bush has not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said, Further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of Israel has now come to me. I also have seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, up out of Egypt. Was it an audible voice, or was it a voice that Moses heard in his heart? Well, we don't know. But God didn't have a Bible to speak through back then. It it wasn't written yet. So he spoke to Moses out of the blue, as it were. If you have access to an electronic version of the Bible, I suggest you do a search on the words, Here I am. This happens over and over again. God speaks to people out of the blue, And they answer him, here I am, Lord. Has it ever happened to me? Well, I've never quite been called to lead Israel out of Egypt, to be quite honest with you. But at the same time, God has spoken to me out of the blue about things that are big and about things that are small. I remember not long after I became a Christian, I was alone in my house and it was a a Saturday afternoon. I was ironing downstairs. As I finished each shirt, I'd take it upstairs and hang it in the wardrobe. As I was heading back downstairs, I was just overwhelmed by the presence of God. So so I sat down on the stairs, and what I experienced in the next 15, 20 minutes was God calling me to preach the good news of Jesus. I thought, hang on, 
I've been a Christian like five minutes and, and, and you're calling me to do this? And then he showed me how over the prior 20 years, as I'd been invited all over the world to speak at conferences and events in the IT industry, which is what I did back then, I was an IT consultant, he showed me how he'd been getting me ready for this, even before I'd given my life over to him. These weren't my thoughts or my ideas. This wasn't a vivid imagination at work. It was a definite someone outside of me is speaking to me and showing me this stuff kind of an experience. Did I hear an audible voice? No, I didn't. Never have. But I knew it was God. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 16, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they will follow me. And that's exactly how it was for me that day. I just knew that it was God speaking. I just knew that he'd called me to do this. I didn't know how it had happened. I had absolutely no idea at that point that it would involve radio. None whatsoever. That didn't come until another eight years later. Sometimes I thought I heard his voice, and I don't think I got it quite right. So I always test things. I think, I pray, I see if it makes sense. And little by little, what I've discovered is that I'm getting better and better at recognizing his voice and listening to him. In my day-to-day life, God sometimes nudges me this way, sometimes that. In the middle of the pressure and conflict sometimes, the Holy Spirit speaks strongly and directly, often with the scripture to me, that leads me to behave in a godly way rather than following my natural human inclinations. And that's exactly what Jesus promised. When the Advocate comes, he said in John chapter 15, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father will testify on my behalf. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Friend, God is in the business of communicating with us. When he does, when we hear him out of the blue, let's test everything against his word, the Bible. If it's not consistent with his word, then it's absolutely certain this thing was not from God. But he does communicate with us in all sorts of different ways. And sometimes he speaks to us completely out of the blue. It's fantastic. Let's just be ready to listen. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional, a scripture verse with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. It's completely up to you. That's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1300 722 415. So go ahead, sign up to receive fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. Now, in the few minutes that we have left together today, I just want to sound a note of caution. I've seen Christians, people who earnestly believe in Jesus, people who want to follow hard after Him, go off the rails, believing that they've heard God speak to them 
where in fact they haven't. You know when people go all weird on you and they end up in a terrible mess, chasing after something you thought was the voice of God but turned out not to be? That's not pretty. And that's what we're going to chat about right now. You know, I love the fact that God speaks to us in all these different ways. We've looked at quite a few over these last couple of weeks, ways that he speaks to us today. And we'll be doing that again next week too. But as I said, I really feel the need to end today on a note of caution. The point is that not everything that someone says supposedly in the name of God is going to be true. And not everything that we feel sometimes or think we hear sometimes is going to come from God. Why? Well, we're human. We're fallible. Sometimes we get things wrong. Sometimes other people have ulterior motives. Now, this is nothing new. False prophets have been around for a long time. And sometimes the things that false prophets have to say is stuff that we really, really want to hear. It's stuff that sounds much better than the stuff that's coming from the true prophets. Listen to this. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 31. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule as the prophets direct. My people love to have it so, but what will you do when the end comes? In fact, Jesus said, Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, He said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. So, there is a risk. There is a danger. And that doesn't mean that God doesn't speak through prophets or through dreams or visions. Quite to the contrary. The biblical record is clear. He's been doing that for millennia, even though all that time there have indeed been false prophets around. In fact, often in Israel's history, there were many more false prophets than there were true prophets. And so in the face of that, there are two equal and opposite errors that we can make. The first one is to deny the unexpected, to retreat to the safety of things that we can understand and live our lives believing that God only ever speaks to us from one source these days, the Bible, and that's it. Now, if you know me, you'll know that I believe that the Bible is God's word and it is the authority, the absolute truth when it comes to what God has to say. And for that reason, it's because of what I read in the Bible that I simply can't come to the conclusion that God doesn't speak through prophets anymore or dreams and visions or or words of knowledge. God's word doesn't let me draw those conclusions. And the other error that we can make on the other end of the scale is to chase after the false prophets who tickle our ears with things that we love to hear. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 24, verse 11, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. So the answer quite simply is this. It too comes from God's very own word. And I love this because God's wisdom is so balanced. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 19 to 22. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. In other words, don't fall into either of these two errors. Don't deny what God's doing anymore. Don't quench the spirit. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. God is still speaking today. God is still speaking through prophets. Don't despise the words of prophets. But at the same time, Don't take everything everybody says as though it's true, especially if it tickles your ears and if that's what you want to hear. Instead, test everything, sift it, weigh it, sort through it, go to God, go to your Bible 
and under God's hand decide whether it's good or bad. If it's good, hold on to it. If it's bad, abstain from it. I mean, imagine you're walking down the street. Some guy in a flashy, shiny suit walks up to you and he says, I have the best investment plan for your savings that you will ever find. Give me all your savings and I'll invest them for a 100% return every year. Let me ask you something. You don't know this man from a bar of soap. Would you give him all your savings? Would you at that point walk to a bank, take out all your life savings and give it to this man to invest? Of course not. We would discern what he has to say. We would figure out, is this person trustworthy? Is this something that's good? Or should I just ignore him and walk away? And it's the same with prophecies and words of knowledge. People, God's word calls us not to quench the spirit, not to despise the words of prophets, but to test everything, to sift it, to hold fast to what's good, to abstain from what's evil. Pretty good advice. I frankly can't figure out why people want to fall into either of these two errors. Throw the baby out with the bath, water, quench the spirit, or accept everything without being discerning. Why would you want to do that? Now, I know I'm going to get some mail over this message from both camps. It's okay. For me, it's about going to God's Word without baggage we carry from the past and openly, honestly, faithfully finding out what it is that God's saying and how He speaks to us today. That's where it's at. That's what God honors. much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to enter into a rich, dynamic, powerful relationship with Jesus where they hear the voice of God for themselves. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. And each dollar that you give toward the ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach over 2,500 people with a gospel message. So a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 85,000 people with the good news of Jesus. That is amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous, tax-deductible gift of support to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely online, by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or calling 1-300-722-415. And listen, when you do get in touch, please don't forget to request your free copy of that special edition book that I've been telling you about. It's called, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? Again, online at ChristianityWorks.com, or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.